2: This week on the marketers report, Patrizio Spanoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust.
3: A Celtic State of Mind. i I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I am delighted to be joined by Lawrence Connolly and Anthony Haggerty, and we enter the age of Ange, Tony Haggerty. <laughs> these games are normally, you know, these are dead rubbers sometimes, you know, these are bounce games, friendly games, played at a pace. Today we've got three thirds of 30 minutes, um, it was a game of three thirds, wasn't it?
4: A game of three thirds, and to misquote Jack Nicholson, Sheffield Wednesday couldn't handle the youth. You know what I mean? So
3: there you go. There you go. There you go, indeed. Um, I, I was impressed with quite a lot of the individual performances, but uh, straight away, Lawrence, watching that team, watching the energy, uh, I think we were kind of pinned back, I've got to say, in the first thirds, but certainly in the second and the third sections of that game. Um, Despite the youth, we looked confident, assured. We played quite a high line. We were harrying, we were pressing. What was your overall thoughts about the game?
5: Yeah, I mean, we've heard Ange likes a pressing game. played at high tempo. And that was certainly high tempo for a friendly, wasn't it? It was uh, some of the young boys, well, a what a gold from Moffat. <laughs> you, you, you know, Montgomery looked good. Boy Lewis. So, the, and, and, you know, there the looks to be a better quality there that... Hopefully, we'll see more of during the season. Listen, three different goal scorers. Uh, yeah, he looks fit as well. He looks, he looks. They've lost a few pounds. Uh, Tony's goal, well, uh, yeah, it, it's pro- a promising start. You know, what, what more can we ask for?
3: Absolutely, I'm going to obviously bring in our viewers, Tony. We are uh, blessed to have a great cult following, the Axon cult, <laughs> and they're here in force. The comment on the YouTube page, nice, the cult. Mm -hmm. That's the ones, (laughs) and uh, Twitter as well. Uh, Francie.bell, you're welcome back to the show. You are watching us on YouTube. Anybody watching on YouTube, get subscribing. We were a couple short, 12,500 earlier. We're giving away uh, a Verve Platinum Disc for 2.1 million sales of Urban Hymns. It's a real deal. It's a BPI-approved one. Don't ask how we got our hands on it, but we're giving it away. Uh, So get subscribing. By the end of the month, one of you... Uh, viewers will have that and uh, Francie Delbelieu who has a liking both for Celtic and Aston Villa says very impressed with today's show and great pressing crisp passing in possession young Moffat stood out now Lawrence has already mentioned young Moffat Uh, let's have a wee chat about him he's a striking wee player we love a wee ginger haired player at Celtic Anthony Haggerty what was your thoughts on the kid that's the first time I've seen him
4: wee buzz bomb wasn't he he seemed to be everywhere. You I mean obviously his hairstyle caught the imagination as well. But you know, scored a a beautiful goal, took it really really well. But just was keen to impress. And you know what? You you looked at today. Results aren't important, but it was a good one, and it was very enjoyable. You know, you you've heard the manager talk about various things, and Alan Morrison put in the group chat that we scored two goals from two high regains. You know, so that, that's kind of part of the, the manager's gospel there, you know, winning the ball high mm. up the part and, and scoring. So, you know, just various things like that. And, it, and it's very early, but it's just it's just nice to see things like Lauren said there, a Yeti looking chap, thought Shaw was impressive as well. You know, uh, Moffat really caught the eye, you know, and, and, and a youngster who took his chance to impress and certainly did so. And, and, and I can't, can't overemphasise that his goal was, was cracking. You know, a beautiful goal and then Odds Edwards Edward scoring there, uh, icing on the cake. But, uh, you know, most people hate pre-season friendlies, and when they heard that it was three half-hours, they were probably like that. But I think a lot of Celtic supporters would have enjoyed that today, just to see where we're at, and I see Angie's reign kicks off. And, you know, and there were some decent performances there, you know?
3: Oh, there, there certainly was. I mean, Owen Moffat, for me, uh, as I say, it's probably something that um, won't happen this season with the Colts playing. Uh, he was one of these guys who was a bit of an unknown quantity for me, Tony. So to watch him, um, and as you see, he was looking for the ball at every opportunity, confident on the ball, um, quite tricky when he got it. He liked to take on a man. That finish was outstanding. And yeah. early, earlier on today, both in the pre-match and also in the Axon Bulletin. We were talking about who's going to be the young one to watch. Lawrence Haggerty, is he one that is going to go back into the Colts team or do you think he's playing his way? I know. We've only seen him for half an hour. I'm not getting over uh, confident or an hour rather. But is he one of the guys that's given a good show to Angie and
5: might say, you know, you could be in the first in the squad this season? So he's definitely pushed his cause, hasn't he? He's uh, uh, you know I'd expect him to see him in the next two games. Uh, you know, I'm one of the guys that likes pre season friendlies, but it's three thirds or two halves or whatever. You know, it's watching Celtic, It's it's been a while, but something struck me about you kind know, of both, or sorry, all three thirds, not both. Uh, the team looked really together and they pressed hard. They didn't look disjointed, which often you see in friendlies, especially if the games are split into three thirds. It looks a bit disjointed. They didn't. They seem to have, you know, already be adopting Angie's style across all kind of three, three, Teams that we saw in that game, so that was good. But yeah, I think Moffat's definitely kind of pushed his case, and we're going to see about him in the other two friendlies after seeing that. You, you, you know, Ange's got to keep him in contention, hasn't he, for places in the next two games?
3: You would hope so. And uh, another comment coming in this time from Ghastly Baz Songs, decent three one. Edward uh, thoughts Shaw and Moffat impressed. When a player like Shaw comes in, the commentary team we're talking about the, the fee or otherwise, Tony, bringing in a player compensation fee, etc. Again, he was described as a box-to-box midfielder. Sometimes I think that's a bit of a uh, a lazy <laughs> description of a player. Uh, but he seems to fit that bill, doesn't he?
4: Yeah, I mean, he got up and down uh, pretty quickly and smartly. And, you know, he, he tipped the box. You wanted to see him impress, and he impressed. Granted, it's the first, uh, the first game under the new manager's reign, but... You know, you would have noticed if he didn't impress. You know, so, he, you know, it's it's a good sign that, you know, straight out the blocks, you know, he started very well and long may that continue. And I, I also got to say that they did well to recover from the early setback. You know, I'm sure there'd have been a sinking feeling when they went a goal down. First thing that Barkas has to do is pick the ball out the net. know, I'm not having a go at Barkas. It was a, a tidy goal, good finish. You know, but they, they played their way back into that game the way the manager wanted them to. And Shaw, Shaw in particular caught the eye. You know, Sorrow ran about as well. Moffat, you know, some, some right good performances spread throughout the team. And, you know, it all as well. As Lauren said there there, there, there seemed a real togetherness there. Even Eddie, when he came on, was looking for the ball. And, you know, it's, uh, and that was a cracking finish at the end still retaining his sharpness it's easy for a guy like Eddie not to bother you know switch off or go through the motions but he wanted a goal you could see that from when he came on he was making lots of runs and I think in the commentary they said that Joe Ledley and the commentator were saying that it's this, it's it's hard when Edward's making runs and youngsters and he maybe picking them out because he's not playing yeah. with the calibre of play which, which I thought was a bit harsh but when he did get the chance and he made that run and he got the ball he scored, he scored a lovely finish so it's nice to see him able to do that how long can they hold on to him? That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? But, you know, good to see him at least looking in the mood.
3: It certainly was, because um, I don't know if he has that same kind of knack that Samaras had of looking disinterested sometimes, Tony. <laughs> or if it yeah. was genuine dis- disinterested at times last season. Uh, Noel Doran, who of the youngsters stood out for you today? Well, You know, there's quite a few of the youngsters that we know a bit about, right? So guys like Leo Connor, because he's been capped, he comes from Manchester United, he's played 40 games last season, so you know about him. Um, Luca Connell, again, played first-team football for Bolton. Colin Watt always goes on about him, so you know a wee bit about Luca Connell. But it was more of the other players that I was impressed with. I thought, you know, even someone like Ben McPherson, who might not have stood out too much, but he seemed strong on the ball, he was happy and confident to take the ball from defence and try and turn it into attack, we see a lot of that from Chris Ayer, I'm not comparing the player uh, to Ayer, but he was previously unknown to me, and I think young kids like that, Lawrence even, uh, you know, McPherson a player I didn't really know much about has done himself no harm, even if he's going to be part of the Colts squad next season, Um, you know you're kind of thinking, he's still you know, he's given Anne something to think about
5: yeah, definitely. I didn't listen. I don't think there was any players that let themselves down. You know, they were all trying really hard to impress Ange. It looks like they bought into his system and style of play. You know, lots of like people on the you know had instructions before they we went on the park and understood them, which wasn't always the case. Kind of last season, if they get a season in the Colts playing the same style of football, it, you, you know they know there's progression now. Hopefully, to the first thing they can see that. andrew has got the track record of the developing youth wherever he's been, so it, it, it's something for the guys to think about. You know, the the, the boy when he by him Liam Morrison, he was in saying that one of, he, in the people say one he has big decisions for leaving was he couldn't see a pathway. So, so hopefully this kind of puts an arrest on the, the loss of the young talent. Yeah. You know, well, obviously a lot of them get the run out there. It, it, they've got to be absolutely buzzing, haven't they? You know, it's playing for Celtic for the first time.
3: We've Lauren, seen a lot of that though, Lawrence. So a lot of the yeah. young kids leaving. You know, Even Okaflex in the summer away to West Ham, that pathway previously was not there for the young kids. And now, even if they're not going to be part of the first team this season, they're playing competitive football. They're not playing against other 17 and 18-year-olds. So I think that's, that's massive. Robert Arbuckle comes in. He's obviously been impressed also um, with our new hero, Moffat, And he's making... Uh, wee Mick Hockney we calls him. Well, hopefully money isn't too tight to mention. Boom, boom, Tony Haggerty. And we can bring in a few uh, players before the Michelin game. I think when we're looking also at some of the other players who we know plenty about, um, I was looking at Soros' performance. Now, he's a player that, you know, you know, largely you think he came in with Turnbull, he done well. But actually, when you look back, he fell back out of favour. He didn't play a great deal of games, you know, in the latter part, the last season. Tony, is that another wee reminder that that sorrow could well be pivotal uh, to a charge towards uh, a lead title next season?
4: Well, you know, he did you see he was in and out. Of the team wasn't it that dents your confidence a wee bit, you know? But new manager, new slate. You you go you go again, as Jim would say. You move on. You go again. let's say. Let's see what you've got again. And, you know, he he slipped a couple of times today, didn't he? I don't know if he had the right footwear on. He seemed to be on the floor a couple of times. But, you know, I I like sorrow. Everybody likes sorrow, But there's a feeling that they need a wee bit more brute strength in there to go alongside them. You know, Mm. and I I like sorrow as a footballer. I think he's a tidy footballer. But I also think they maybe need, need a bit more height presence in there. And he can, you know, somebody that can maybe just anchor that and let him buzz around, but you know the the one the one thing he 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 always does is he he, he likes a tackle you know he's not he doesn't shirk it and he's not gonna and that was the one thing that you thought right you'll need to watch yourself moving forward your natural enthusiasm and exuberance you know mm-hmm. about like me in the chair on Monday and seemingly like I was <laughs> around go until <laughs> and people couldn't handle people couldn't handle that so but you know, you're, you're blissfully unaware of these things. but And maybe Sora was blissfully unaware of the fact that he was flying in and snapping in. But, you know, he the, the makings of a footballer are there. He just now has to prove that he's worthy of a, an extended run in the team. And I, I think the boy can play, but I just always feel that he maybe needs some height presence in there alongside him. You know? Yeah, so yeah that's absolutely. I got feeling on that.
3: You yeah, remember the, um, one of the things O'Neill said uh, actually, with hindsight, was that he felt Celtic had been bullied for far too long uh, by Rangers when, when he took over back in 2000, Tony. Um, and then you start looking at some of the players he was introducing into the Celtic team, and they all had that stature, didn't they? They had that, yeah. that athleticism, that strength, the height. Um, and it's not as simple as just getting big uh, players in and, and all that kind of thing. But as you said, you need that balance in Scottish football.
4: You get big you get good big players in there's a difference mm-hmm. you know they were an intimidating presence but they were all good footballers in their own right you know they could play they could play football so not only did they intimidate but they were good at their job you know they stood up to everything so there's a difference and I'm not talking about just getting somebody in who's big I'm talking about getting a, a good big footballer in there you know both and they are around you can find them you'll find them you know so I think it's important that we have a look at that as well, we have Without
3: to. A move Without a doubt. Now, Liam Reid comes in and he points out again, Muffet really stood out as a player with great potential. You mentioned earlier, Tony, that uh, we lost an early goal. We weren't blaming Barcast. The goal had been scored before we finished the pre match. Uh, <laughs> we, we were a goal down before we finished the pre match. Uh, Lawrence, looking at that side, um, obviously, we've seen a bit of Barcast, we've seen a bit of Bane. There's talk that perhaps Hazard will be going for a loan spell, maybe to Dundee. Where are we with the goalkeeper situation? Are we running with Barkas as the number one, Bain is back up, and then the third choice being one of the younger players at the club? Or do you
5: still feel that we need to strengthen in that position? Uh, for me, Bain's never your number one. I, I think he's had enough chances, and for me, it, it's not uh, And Barkey, as Big Ang calls him, I think he's probably do a, a chance uh, again, you know, p- play him through see what we've got, but it's, it's a position that's probably as a worry if Hazard goes out on loan, does it mean we're going to keep Ross Duhannan and sign another? I, I just don't see the benefit of keeping Scott Bain. If is due another chance uh, and has a good pre-season maybe we, don't, maybe we don't need to sign another keeper, but just now I'm probably saying it's a worry position for me and I'd be looking for, for a number one Still a concern.
4: What, what do you reckon, Tony? I still think we need another goalkeeper, yeah. You know, I, I think I think the Celtic fans just aren't convinced about Barkas, Barky or whatever we're calling him, early, you know. And I didn't blame Barkas for the goal, but, you know, as you say, the, the, the pre-match hadn't finished and Celtic were a goal down. And I feel sorry for Barkas. Just everything that seems to get hit towards the goal seems to be getting in. You know, and... I, It's just one of those things, but I would say we still need a a decent goalkeeper there to
2: to come in in and maybe. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Take over from the likes of
4: Barkas and Ben because I just think the Selkip supporters are, don't feel confident with either or. I've never fully convinced, you know. But another one that impressed me was Shelda, i am not seen Shelder. Shielder but I mean he got rave reviews at Ross County. You know, and he looks he looks apart, you know, he looks a tidy, accomplished player and another one who could maybe do with getting a run of games and you know, under Angus Lawrence said Derry, he he likes his youth players. He will give them their chance. Now it's up to them to take it. I don't read too much into uh, the result but I, I look at performances and I look at if a player looks tidy and accomplished and and, and I picture them in the first team, you know, because there's no pressure there, but the pressure is on the player to impress and players like H- Hilda, Moffat, Shaw Sorrow did today, you know mm-hmm. which I would fully expect but it's the first game back but you just sort of, you, you pick up on attitudes as well You know, and and all of them seem to have the right attitude. You know, they they wanted it and play themselves Mm -hmm. into contention for a a regular first-team slot this season, which hopefully is what the manager's instilled on them, saying there are 11 hoop jerseys there up for grabs. You show me why I should play you against Michelin or against Hearts on the opener. You've got between now and then to show that. And it's not long, but... You get your attitude spot on. You, you can play your way into that Celtic team.
3: It looks as though Lawrence has been called into another discussion elsewhere, Tony. Um, now, Tam Mannion comes in very interestingly because it's a, an ex-player close to my heart uh, is nearly mocking, as you know. And Tam mm. points out that young Owen Moffat is from uh, Denny, so that's good to know because obviously we have history with Denny and with Neely Malkin. Uh Now, Lawrence looks as though he might be coming back in. You mentioned uh, Held, Tony. Um, there's another point coming up here from follower Celtic. Good we game of it. Held looked good. We've heard a lot about Held. Uh, virtue of, as you said before, John Hughes comparing him um, to Virgil van Dijk and I always think it's unfair for players to get these comparisons at such a young age. He's only 17. But you'll remember Tony, uh, Held's dad who played for Nottingham Forest. Uh, Jan Olav Held, he played for the Forest in the 90s and in the early 2000s. And uh, so he's, all, he's obviously from good football and stock. And I'll tell you something, he, he looked so accomplished. I mean there was three or four moments there I took the note that um, he almost played a sweeper's role where you know, he was backing up his full-backs. He was just sweeping it up. And once he had the ball at his feet, he was just looking up and picking out passes. You know, the the actual age of that player, you've got to forget about it if the ability is there. We spoke about it earlier, Tony, about the young player who um, is maybe too far advanced at this stage to go back to Tier 5 in the Colts team. Do you think Leo Held is that player?
4: I think the manager seems to be giving him every opportunity to, to prove he's that player. I, I, uh, I'm a. I work on that adage. If you're, you're young enough, you're good enough. You know, if you possess, possess the talent and the ability, you can play. You know, you need to see Sheldon in uh, pressure situations. But he looks the part. He looks okay. And i you know, my thoughts on these things. You let players breathe. You know, you let them. And if you're gonna play them in the team you know at some point they will make mistakes because of that inexperience. But the only way to get it is to play them. That experience is, is to play them and make them more confident in their own ability. You know, I I hate the Van Dyke comparison, but if, if somebody like John Hughes has asked a question, then he's given a straight answer. But those kind of things, you just let players breathe and let them mature and let them do their thing. All they want to do is play football. To the best of their ability and to the highest standard possible. And if you bring somebody like Sheldon to the Celtic first team, then you, you, the raw material's there. You're going to have to accept that with raw material comes rookie mistakes. And can Celtic afford that this season? I conjecture that they can't. But the only way you're going to find out if the boy can hack it or not is to play him. So that's the catch 22. And the manager likes his youth players, likes to. Improve them and make them better. That that's what man, football management's all about. So Ange, that's why he's getting the big bucks to make these kind of calls.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it's great, and I'm I'm a big um, supporter of bringing it in youth. It's, it's in the best positions the Celtic football club, Tony, as you know. But you're playing Netherlands. It could be you know five minutes to go in the clock, and there is no margin for error at that stage. Uh, and that's when, and by the way, I know any player can make errors. So we've seen it time and time again from experienced players. But it's at that stage with the inexperience that you're hoping something like that doesn't happen to young kids. So it's hard to bring them through and give them the game time when every game is a must win. Um, it was interesting that when they were talking about about Ross County, the commentator was calling them Ross City on the Celtic TV commentary, so I'm not quite sure um, where he was from and what his knowledge of Scottish football was, or if it was a Sheffield Wednesday stream that we were just putting on the on the Celtic TV channel. I'm not too sure. Um, but let's talk about Luca Connell, just in case Colin watched tuning in. Lawrence Connolly, Luca Connell, um, his international under-21 boss, said that he's wasted the last 18 months at Celtic. Uh, last season, he was at Queen's Park. He certainly looks confident on the ball. I don't think he's a runner. I think he struggles to get back um, if we are chasing possession. What was your thoughts
5: on the half hour we saw of Luke O'Connell? He he looked tidy enough. He's definitely a footballer. You know, he's got a good touch. Good eye for a pass. If he's not a runner, I think he'll need need to develop that in his game if he's going to stay in Andy's team. (laughs) It's kind of... That's what it comes down to. I don't think it would suit Andy's style of football. But, you know he's definitely, I think when we sign him, a lot of Celtic fans will think, yeah, let's like see this boy get a chance. And i degree, to agree, the last 18 months, did he really get a chance? You know, out and low at Queen's Park, at least it's better, than, than, than you know, he's getting some, some competitive football, but yeah, I'd like to see the boy get a chance, but if he turns out not to be a runner, I, I don't think he's going to fit in, in Angie's style of play, which is a shame, because I think, you know, he, he looks a decent player, but, mm-hmm it's got to be whatever's best for the team. On Young Child, though, you'll remember uh, the week before John Hughes compared to, to Van Dyke we were talking on one of the shows, and I said, listen, he's a shout for centre-half next season, you were slating me for it. I did, yeah. I
3: did. John Hughes gives out, the statement.
5: A <laughs> you know, Hughes comes out the statement the next week and it was the, the headline in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing, see the thing, Lawrence,
3: right? Every time you make a faux pas on this show, it ends up as a meme on every Ranger's website, forum and Twitter page. But when you're as prophetic as you were about Leo Held, nobody goes back and uh, clips that and turns it into a video,
5: you know? I'm sure uh, Kelvin might, but... <laughs> if <laughs> but, you ask him. Aye. Well, listen, young Held, Tony's right. You know, experience is the name we give to mistakes. It's But I remember speaking to my dad about it. The Lisbon Lions didn't become the Lisbon Lions, all. Overnight, the early 60s were terrible. Time for Celtic and a lot of the players developed into the players that won the European Cup because of the experience they were allowed time to get. I'm not suggesting I've got years to do it, but we're never going to make players unless we give them the chance to make mistakes or you know, give them the minutes on the park. And, and I, I think he's a boy that deserves it. And if they don't get the minutes on the park, they'll leave. That's, that's, well, that's what, already the good ones
3: already leave. Yeah. yeah, there's already interest in Held, I think, united. Um, are looking at them pretty closely. On the point of Luca Connell, Tony, um, th- I might be wrong, but I just didn't feel he had that that running about him. He didn't have that tempo about him that Ante Postacoglu has gone on about time and time again. It's interesting that Alan Morrison has also mentioned the high regains. Now, I'm using that term as if, obviously, I'm au okay with uh, the stats and the analysis of football, uh, but I'm going to have it. So the high regains is something that Alan didn't think would have fitted with Turnbull or Griffiths in an Ange Postacoglu team. Do you think Luke O'Connell comes into that bracket? And if so, where does he fit? Because you can't possibly put him from Queen's Park last season to the fifth tier next season. That's a step back for the kid.
4: I mean, this is a boy that played championship football for Bolton, so he's clearly got ability. But as Lawrence has said to you managers, no matter who they manage, it's horses for courses. My dad used to always say that. He ran amateur teams and he always said to me, You need horses for courses and if Luke O'Connell's no to prove himself not to be a runner in an An's Postacoglu team, then you do see him struggling to see where he's going to fit in. So he's going to have to get his head around that that might have to put in a shift to go along with the fact that you can pick a pass here and there and you know, you you, you can play football. Nobody's doubting your ability but you know, ability alone in an poster Postacoglu team might not not be enough. You know, you need to do the dirty work too. You need to graft. You know, and I think that's the message he's trying to get through to all the players. And you know, that came across in the clip. We don't stop. We celebrate. You know, we don't. You know, we stop at half time and we celebrate when it's over if we win. But he wants you to put in a shift. You know, and people say that that should be a prerequisite but it's not for every footballer because a lot of them, as you say, look disinterested, call them lackadaisical, lazy, whatever. The manager will not have that. You have to be constantly on the move or at least thinking about what's happening around you, seeing the game in pictures and, you know, on your on your toes or, you know, not in your heels, on your toes at all times. You know, and if that's the way he wants you to play, then you're going to have to contribute. But he stated that from the off. So it's not as if he's asking you to do something that you're incapable of doing. He's telling you, you will graft. And if you don't graft, you'll not be on my team. Regardless of how good a player you might think you are, or I might think you are, if you're not going to give me effort, allied to your skill and ability, then you you might not be part of my plans. I think that's fair enough.
3: I think so. I really do. And there's a few points coming in that um, lead on Gable for example asking if I'm hiding in a cave today well the pre-match was in the studio and the post-match is in my kitchen Um for, but for the eagle-eyed amongst you you'll notice that my clock is stopped so I need to dig out a double A battery for that uh, the other player I was going to talk about he's been mentioned in some of the comments is uh, Ralston so Anthony Ralston played in Brendan Rodgers' very first game in charge of the club. He spoke about it this morning, this afternoon rather. So he came on as a sub at that time. He was 17 years of age. Tony, we're talking five years ago. I look at the player today, I don't see how he's progressed from that young player coming through the ranks five years ago. Now, I'm not trying to give him a hard time, but he just doesn't look comfortable yet five years down the line. Uh, as a Celtic player. What's your thoughts on that? We've we'll just handed them a new one-year deal.
4: Well, do you know what? My thoughts on that would be let's do a compare and contrast as and see where Shield is in five years' time. Right? So take it from now, you said he's 17, the same year, same age as Ralston was when he broke into the Celtic team. Shield is breaking into the Celtic team at 17. I bet in five years' time, Leo Held is taking his career to Great heights. There are some Celtic players who come in at a young age and you just get that feeling that they might not cut the mustard. Ralston's one of them for me, I think could be wrong in this, but I trust my judgment. I feel that Mikey Johnson falls into that category too. That's my own personal views. You know, so uh, I just I've seen enough to suggest that their future probably lies elsewhere. But I think Ralston was given a deal because of the lack of personnel. Yeah, at the club, uh, and it was a need must job. Uh, so again, somebody's made that decision, rightly or wrongly. I'll aware I'll, I'll of the fact that I think it might be wrongly because I just don't see enough from Ralston to say to me he's a certain starter. I'm not a sage yep. like Lawrence who can tell you that he Held is a certain startler you know I, mean? I aspire to be a sage like Lawrence. So, that's, just, that's does.
3: Well, we've got a sage in Lawrence. We've got something of a savant in you, Tony Haggerty. I'm not sure what I am. Uh, Rod, <laughs> I was going to call him Rod. Stewart. red, Scotland. My sight's terrible. The Norwegian boy looked a decent player. Yeah, a massive takeaway from this game is the performance that Leo Held. I'm not about to compare him to anybody because I don't think that's no. useful for the player uh, but I'm very uh, much looking forward to seeing him developing and it needs to be as part of the first team squad and uh, finally Liam Reid comes in to point out that he's glad angels given youth a chance there's an element of the fact that it's a good fit there because angel likes to work with youth players but also coupled with the fact that at this moment in time he really doesn't have a choice because of the depth of the squad uh, particularly at the back now Lawrence Conley, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Thanks for reminding me that you were the first to say Held was going to be a player. Tony Haggerty, thank you again for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. And just a wee reminder to everybody, we really appreciate everybody getting involved in the comment section. We know that you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and I mean, it's an unusual time for us to go out on Axon, but we had 1,200 live viewers um, for most of the part of that broadcast. So we really appreciate it. And if you are on YouTube and you want to win prizes, we're giving prizes away every single month simply for subscribing to the channel. So get onto YouTube, subscribe, and you might win something like a BPI platinum disc awarded to the band The Verve for 2.1 million sales of Urban Hymns. Enjoy the rest of your night. Hopefully you will get the result this evening that you desire. And we'll see you again at 12.30 tomorrow on a Celtic State of Mind.